The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. In his playing days, he was known as the Igniter. Now, he's here to kickstart your Sunday Twins fix. It's the Paul Molitor Show. You know, he can hit a mistake a long way. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. There's not a lot of guys who can close on balls like that. It was quite a play. Just a dominant start by him. The Paul Molitor Show is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Now, here are the hosts of the Paul Mahler Show, Chris Atterbury and Jack Morris. Well, good morning and welcome to what could be an unusual edition of the Paul Molitor Show. We have the usual suspects. I'm Chris Atterbury in our network headquarters here at Target Field. Jack Morris is here. He is upstairs at beautiful Kauffman Stadium and downstairs. We've got Paul Molitor, we hope, in the manager's office. So it's almost like roll call to start. We'll start with you, Jack. Good morning. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Paul. Great day here in uh, Kansas City. Another gorgeous day to play a game. Good morning from my end. Present and accounted for. <laughs> we're all we're all here. This is uh, fairly spectacular, and uh, let's uh, let's start with this. And Paul, you said something uh, before game one yesterday to Corey that that struck with me. You said it feels like Cleveland was about a month ago, and that was before about fifteen hours, twenty hours at the ballpark yesterday. Does it feel like this particular road trip? Uh, has been almost like two seasons wrapped into one. The great start, kind of a slow in the middle, and suddenly you wake up and you've gone 5-5 five and five over the 10 games. Uh, you know, a little bit like that. I, I think, you know, fans that can think back to last year, not that they focus on the schedule, we, we never had to travel longer than seven days. And then this year, uh, you know, the last trip out to the West Coast, 11 days, and then this one, uh, I think. I think the – strange part of this one was that you know, when it's very rare when you play four consecutive night games in a city you might play three in a, in a day game but it was a long a long time in boston and then you come here with the you know the quick four games including a doubleheader, uh and this is all you know after after a weekend series in, in cleveland so it is what it is we don't we try not to complain about it we play the games and um, great start to a trip we we've stumbled a bit but we had a nice win last night and you go home six and five. Uh, we would take that if we can win today. Paul, <clears throat> Paul, is it a, a case where sometimes, as you approach the All Star game, and players realize that they got a few days off, that they start anticipating that, and that's one of the reasons that this trip seems a little bit longer? It's human nature, Jack. Um, you know that that second to last period in high school, I started thinking about my after school activities. Uh, you know, your 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 mind drifts, and uh, you know it's our job to try to keep it focused. Uh, it was about ten days ago when uh, you know we were talking about a few different things in the clubhouse, and I I try to plant the seed without trying to beat it into the ground. That hey, we've been at this thing now for you know four four months, four and a half, whatever it's been. It's been a long haul. Uh, not a lot of breaks. It's coming. You deserve it. Um, but stay present, you know, the best you can. I've seen a lot of teams where they, they stumble going into breaks just because they, they kind of get ahead of themselves uh, as far as what their all-star plans might be. Is there another side to that where maybe you can see a burst, like a closing burst, knowing that you've got a couple of days off, in particular when you've got a team of fairly young guys who who some of whom are playing this many games and, and yes. this type of schedule really for the first time. Well, you know, we don't know the outcomes of the next eight ball games, um, and I think whatever happens, people will speculate. Hey, these guys really finished hard, or you lose a couple, and these guys weren't focused. Uh, it might not have anything to do with it. We just we might just go out and play, and and uh, the chips fall where they may. But I I really think that it's a it's a good boost for a club that's had a, a decent first half to to find your way to push yourself to the break and. 
it makes it a lot more enjoyable, I'll tell you that, as you kind of recharge for the second half. Starting here in Kansas City, Paul, uh, you sent your number one, number two guys out to the mound, uh, and then uh, would you have ever guessed that a kid out of double-A would probably be the topper of the three and end up getting the one win so far? As you know, Jack, you, you can't predict how things will go. Um, you know, I liked how the series lined up for us with uh, Irvin and Jose going the first couple of games. And, uh, you know, they, they got knocked around a bit, and they didn't have their best outings. And um, winnable game yesterday, the first first half of the doubleheader, and, and we couldn't hold them. Um, and then, you know, the, probably the least favorable, favorable matchup is, is when you bring your double-A pitcher up. And, and he was poised, and he did well, and we swung the bats. And, and ironically, then, you know, that's, that's the one out of the three that we've gotten here so far. We've got to take a break here, our first break on the Paul Molitor Show. Paul and Jack in Kansas City. I'm here in downtown Minneapolis. We'll be back in a moment. The Paul Molitor Show is brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. We'll make some new memories in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back to the Paul Molitor Show, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. Twins wrap up an 11-game road trip today. Hector Santiago will be on the mound opposite another left-hander in uh, in Wood for Kansas City. And uh, quickly touch on, on Hector. He, he rushed back to the big leagues after the, uh, the injury. Uh, he got a start for you already earlier on the road trip. What did you see? Did you see changes, positive changes from Hector Santiago? And with him, whether injured or not, do you ever really know what you're going to get? Well, it was, it was a little bit of a peculiar return in that, you know, we had to deal with weather in his first start. Uh, you know, he threw close to 50 pitches in a couple innings, which uh, is a little bit of a red flag. You know, the velocity was, was fine. I think I think he had, had his arm strength back. Uh, there was some rust there in terms of strikes and balls. But, you know, we've seen that when he's been pitching every five, day, five days, too. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm sure he's anxious to get back out there. He's only thrown a couple innings here over the past, you know, three weeks roughly now. So, um, hopefully get us off to a good start. You know, we're, we're facing Wood on the other side, who I, is making his first start. I don't know how much length he's going to be able to give them. So it's just one of those games where you, you hope you hang around and in, in pretty good shape into the middle innings, and, and then you'll take your chances from there. Paul, your uh, all-star third baseman, uh, Miguel Sano, has just got phenomenal numbers against these Kansas City Royals. And I just my question is, you know, in your career, did you have a teammate, or were you personally – have superior numbers against one team and you just felt like you couldn't wait to play them because you knew it was going to be another productive uh, series? Uh, you know, Miguel against Kansas City, I, I hadn't even realized it because there's been a little bit of a gap since we've seen them that how well he did against them early in the year and, and the numbers have continued, uh, you know, with some big big hits here um, over the last three games. I, I don't know you, about you, Jack. I, I think there were different times and different waves where you played different parks or different staffs that were assembled by various clubs that you know you felt pretty good about your chances but you know you, you never got too high on it because yeah. you know things can change in a hurry I, I think of you know different guys that you felt like you did well against and you look up the numbers and you and you kind of kidded yourself so but um yeah you know it's, it's great to see him playing well against uh, an important divisional foe now, when you talk about the offense uh, more than just Miguel Sano uh, Eddie Rosario's had a nice trip we we went into the trip and he had had horrific home road splits and James Rousen told us on the air hey it's going to even out well he's picked up about 70 points on his average over the course of this road trip how important is it to get those guys at the bottom of the order whether it's Eddie uh whether it was Escobar your road there on the hot hand for a while whether it's Polanco 
how important is it to balance out that offense and, and see the offense function the way it did yesterday where the line kept moving? Well, you know, you get a five-for-five five day. That's going to help your numbers wherever you're at. And, you know, I don't think we've been playing tremendous baseball offensively. We've had to kind of fight to get opportunities to score. We've had some problems with men on base from time to time. And, um, you know, you're just hoping that those things, you know, come back and, and you get guys, you know, a little bit more balanced to your lineup. You don't want to rely on just when it flips over to the top or, you know, you hope Miggy comes up in a given inning. Uh, the more we can spread it out, the, the better your chances are throughout the course of the game and, and throughout the course of the season. But I, I think everyone's got to find a way to contribute. you got to understand your game, understand when it's important to get on base, when to try to get a big two-out hit. Uh, if you hit over the fence, we, we love that too. But um, it's, just like, it's just nice when you feel like you have a good flow collectively. Paul, uh, we, we talk all the time of the importance of defense, and your club certainly has been so much better defending uh, than a year ago, Kansas City Royals, uh, one club that has actually done a little bit better mm-hmm. so far this year than the Twins. And yet yesterday, the human element comes into play, and they make a few errors, and it really ends up costing them. Uh, you know, does that just reassure all the thoughts about playing solid defense? Well, I, I think that we've seen uh, the impact of, of playing good defense can have on a club. It's been one of our strengths for the most part this year, and, and every team's going to have hiccups in that regard, even the good defending teams. And, you know, you just hope they don't cost you games, uh, at least not very frequently. You know, we had a couple games this year where we made some mistakes. Um, you know, we had the game in Boston. We had a couple of misplays on the mound the other day. And, you know, we saw Kansas City yesterday have a couple errors, and we took advantage. So it uh, it's one of those things where you just keep stressing it. We've done it since day one in spring training, and I, I think we've received a lot of dividends from from returning the focus to making sure we're a good defending club. Yeah, no question about it. The team that's played the sharper defense has won all three games so far in this series in Kansas City with one more left to play today. This is the Paul Molitor Show brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. We're back with a couple of these uh, Minnesota-made legends as the Paul Molitor Show continues in a moment on Home Twin Facebook. Well, a happy July morning to you, holiday weekend, wherever you're joining us. Hopefully you're out uh, at the lake, at the cabin, enjoying time with friends and families here as we head towards 4th of July and an afternoon game against the Angels on Tuesday. It's the Paul Molitor Show brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Now, we keep saying their tagline, uh, Made in Minnesota, how memories are created, legends are made, and that leads to my next question, which is actually something for both of you to consider as Minnesota guys, but, but primarily for Jack. Yesterday with the doubleheader, Jack got to explore the parking lot at uh, Kauffman Stadium there between games. And one of the great Minnesota legends to me is Boog Powell, when he played with the Orioles, would play a game at the Met and then walk across the Met Stadium parking lot to the team hotel. And the legend has it that he actually would stop and enjoy a bratwurst or 12 uh, and maybe have a few (laughs) beers. And he tells the story that one night he made a bunch of new friends, ended up just crashing in their Winnebago after sitting around the campfire for four or five hours, never made it back to the hotel across the parking lot. So the the question, Jack, is did, did you make it to the hotel last night or did you end up having to crash in a Winnebago? Well, it was between games, Chris, and uh, Danny and I uh, both uh, had uh, an invite out there, and I I actually uh, was going to dare him to challenge him uh, to see who could go the the, the least amount of steps out of the front door of Kauffman Stadium and and get a burger. And uh, I I told him, I said, I'm not going to have to go very far here. You know, and the the motorhome that we were 
trying to uh, get to was way up on the hill. So Danny, of course, flagged down a golf cart with one of the security guys, and we didn't have to walk. But a lot of fun. I mean, Paul knows all about that playing uh, at County Old County Stadium, Stadium in Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, a neat part of the game. Paul, you, you got any good memories of uh, those days? Well, I, I think you're right. I think Mil- Old Milwaukee County Stadium was probably one, one of the higher-ranked tailgating ballparks. I mean, yeah. I, countless days, uh, especially in the summertime, uh, you know, you'd go out there for a 1 o'clock game and you'd show up at the park at 8.30, 9 o'clock, and there'd be 20,000 people out there. <laughs> you know, they, they, Were they, they, they drinking? Didn't, they didn't mess around, you know. So, um, yeah, it was one of those things where it, it really creates a good atmosphere. Some of those parks that, that have that type of venue where they can host a lot of people out there and it turns into a, an all-day affair for those people and uh i don't know how much of the game they remember but they have a good time so hey paul let's uh, let's go back to uh, your bullpen situation phil hughes comes back to the show the other day and i thought he pitched a nice couple innings uh, up in boston and uh, then uh, for whatever reason he hasn't been available is he available today and where are we at with the bullpen i know there's guys uh, probably with the green light and a few with the red light. Uh, actually, coming out of uh, you know this pack of games, we're we're in pretty good shape today. You know, Phil was available yesterday, and uh, it, it, his name didn't come up. Uh, you know, I thought in Boston to see him back out on the mound was good. I thought he had you know a good attack mindset. He you know one of the things I was happy to to see and hear about was how quickly he was able to get ready and come into that game and throw strikes. So it's another option for me from the, from the right-handed side. As you try to kind of figure out who is going to go where in the bullpen is ever-changing, Paul, and has been all year long, you kind of got into the, the rhythm here where if it's middle innings and you're either up one or tied, you go Duffy, Rogers, Kinsler, kind of the, the way it rolls out mm-hmm. depending on matchups. Would Phil be a guy who would kind of be in that, that Duffy-type slot, would give you another option kind of there in those fifth, sixth, seventh innings of games? Is that how you see him? Well, I've told Phil when he came back that it's going to be a little bit of trial and error to see how he best fits, given the fact that some guys' roles are a little bit more established. Um, on any given day, you know, you can be depleted somewhat where you have to kind of, uh, you know, mix and match and be a little more flexible. You know, you could see him first out of the pen possibly early in the game if I needed a couple innings or – on, on a day where some guys might be, not be available, we could see him a little bit later on. And being a veteran guy, you know, the, we have a lot more numbers on him and matchups than some of our other people that are, have been here maybe less than a year or two. So, yeah, it's just kind of wait to see where where he fits and where he can help us out. Paul, is there anybody not available in the pen today? Uh, you know, the bus hasn't even gotten here yet as we do this this morning, yeah, and right. uh, I'll, I'll check on some of those guys. It's the same way with the lineup. I'm going to see how a few of our guys are in terms of I kind of know who I want to play, and i got a good, good feeling about the bullpen as availability. Um, you know, Presley uh, would be one guy that I have to make sure on, and Duffy after 25 pitches yesterday. But, uh, yeah, I, I think for the most part we're going to be in good shape. Well, you did put the, the gauntlet down yesterday. You said if you got hits in the first game, you'd play in the second. And that worked because you got a dozen hits in, in game one, 14 in game two. One guy we haven't talked about, uh, and again, it's uh, you've been on the road a while, Trevor Hildenberger. Uh, kind of an unusual look for you out of the bullpen, but he seems like, uh, I call him a kid. He's almost 27 years old, but he seems like a a young player in terms of his big league experience who, who doesn't get real rattled. He almost has a little of that Taylor Rogers placid look to him about it on the mound. Well, we haven't had a chance to, to use him a lot in his last outing uh, in Boston when he threw over 40 pitches, so we had to back him off for a few days to get him recharged. But, 
Yeah, I, you know, what we've seen, we've liked. He definitely gives you a different look with the delivery that he has and, you know, mixes in an over, over-the-top fastball now and then. But, uh, yeah, he, he's he's gone out there and he's shown some poise and, and thrown the ball over for the most part. So just another look that we can bring out from the pen. All right, we've got to take a look at a break. One more break, our final break. We'll come back, wrap it up with Paul and Jack in a moment on your Home for Twins Baseball. Final segment of the Paul Molitor Show is brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer. Reminder, Inside Twins featuring Mike Radcliffe coming up at noon. Then we'll have our pregame lineup card and then the final game of this series. Travis Wood uh, and Hector Santiago, a couple of left-handers. Paul, we'll, we'll get to Wood, but first I want to talk about this Royals offense. When we saw him early in the year, kind of out of sorts. But, boy, all the old uh, familiar faces, whether it's Hosmer, Moustakis, Alcides Escobar, Lorenzo Cain, they've got their swagger back. They are playing aggressive, fearless Royals-type baseball that we've become accustomed to. And I guess the moral of the story is if you get them down, you better land a knockout punch because they're not going away. Well, I, I think they play very confident baseball here in their park. They're not very far removed from a couple of World Series appearances, including a championship. Um, they do have a little bit of swagger about their game, and, and rightfully so. I mean, they, they could have you know, dropped their guard after they had a little bit of a tough start, but they have fought back and, and put themselves in a position playing at about 500 right now. And, uh, you know, we know they're they're right knocking the door behind us, trying to pass us as well. So, But they've been aggressive. They, they know how to ambush mistakes early in the count, and when they get to two strikes, they really fight. They're a tough team to strike out. And, uh, you know, they're a tough matchup right now. So, you know, for us to come out and, and kind of – stem the tide last night a little bit and, and hopefully have a chance to get the split today, it, it would be a good road trip for us to finish with a win. Paul, with that in mind, uh, this division, it, it seems like everybody's still in the hunt. Is there a number in your mind as the season uh, starts winding down the second half where uh, a team would have to stay within certain number of games in order to still have a chance? I mean, I remember as a player, I always felt like if you're 10 behind at all-star break you still have a chance if you're five behind in august you still have a chance is there a number with this division where everybody's playing each other so many games uh you know that everybody can help each other well that we are fairly bunched up uh you know i think there's going to be teams that have little stretches where they get hot and they might cause some separation and hopefully we are one of those but uh you just got to keep playing you know with the with the format now and a couple wild cards uh, uh there's a lot of motivation to uh you know, have resiliency as part of a characteristic of your team uh, because you're going to hit some speed bumps, kind of like we did in Boston in the first couple of games here. But you just got to keep pushing through those things. I don't really have a number in mind. Um, you know, I think that we're, we've put ourselves in a decent, decent position as we head into the last week before the break. But each and every day, you just go out there and try to find a win and, and, and uh, keep adding them up. I don't know what that number is, like I said. But uh, we're, in, we're, in, we're in pretty good shape. We just got to keep finding ways to win games. Paul, what would be a 60-second scouting report on Travis Wood? Well, we saw him out of the pen a lot early. Uh, this will be his first start. I think his longest outing has been 40-some pitches. But he's known as being a guy who can, you know, kind of bounce back. He's got a rubber arm. You know, if he's got a good start, I, I, I could imagine he could probably go 70, 75 pitches today. Uh, he's not a particularly hard thrower, but he's got some deception to his delivery and mixes in the off-speed. He's been tough on lefties throughout his career. He was a valuable part of what the Cubs were able to do last year. And, uh, you know, hopefully we make him work. And if we can drive his pitch count up early, we'll, we'll, we'll see a lot more of that pen, which would be good for us. All right, great stuff. And, and frankly, guys, a modern miracle, all three of us, and we, we managed to make all the connections work and get on the air and everything. So I mean, we're off to a good start today. <laughs> 
That's good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. We like that. All right, Paul, you go get one. Wrap this one up with a, uh, a victory and a winning road trip, and we'll catch you back at Target Field later on. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. All right. Good luck today, Paul. All right, All right, Jack, you keep Danny out of the parking lot. That's your job today, okay? Not not going to be a problem <laughs> because uh, it's a game and then right onto the bus to the airport. <laughs> okay, that's, uh, that, that sounds like a good one. And we'll see if we can't get Miguel Sano to visit the Fountains as well. Jack, I'm going to turn you loose as well as uh, we wrap up our uh, final segment here on the Paul Molitor Show. Again, it's brought to you every week by Killer Brew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. Our thanks to Paul and Jack joining us from different parts of beautiful Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. This, of course, just the start of our broadcast day. Just afternoon, Corey Pro was joined by Mike Radcliffe in Kansas City. Today is International Signing Day. We'll find out what's in the works for the Minnesota Twins in terms of uh, signing some international free agents. And if you don't think that's as big a deal as the draft, think about the day Miguel Sano signed or the day Jorge Polanco signed. Those guys came out of this day in early July as opposed to draft day. We'll talk about that at noon. 12.30 lineup card and then his first pitch coming up right around 1 o'clock. We hope you'll stick around all day long with us and enjoy your holiday Sunday right here on your home, Twins Baseball.